0: Forbes India cover story podcast series in association with the theindikaj.com. My name is Abhishek and this issue's cover is among the most popular ones, perhaps even the most sought after. It's the Rich List special that celebrates wealth creation among business leaders in India. Joining me on the call to talk about it is Forbes India's Samar Srivastava. Hi Samar. It's Always good to have you.
1: Thank you for having me, Abhishek.
0: Thanks, and we record this podcast as an interest at an interesting time. The, the GDP figures uh, uh, indicate that the growth has slowed to a six-year low. There is an 88% drop in credit flows uh, until September, which basically means businesses are either not asking for money or there is a lending freeze. So, in such times, uh, how does it impact the richest Indians uh, that Forbes India covers? Has their combined net worth declined, or do the rich? keep getting richer uh, Somewhere, What did you find out this time?
1: Well, one would have thought that given the general slowdown, the fall in the stock markets, et cetera, et cetera, the rich list would have also seen people uh, having their net wealth fall. But what we've noticed is that the amount of money that you needed last year to get on the list at number 100 was 1.45 billion. And this year, it's just 1.4 billion. So the gap has hardly changed in that sense. And uh, we've seen that the average wealth uh, in the top 10 has actually gone up. And so you have a situation where, you know, while the economy has slowed down, while uh, in general, the stock markets haven't done well, the rich have not really faced that much of an issue. Uh, but having said that, some sectors have done worse than others. For instance, if you ran an engineering business or if you ran a business that supplied steel or, or any of the sectors that were out of favor, you won't do that well. But if you were in consumer goods, if you were in paints, if you were in pharma, you did fine.
0: Right. And you said the top 10, the net worth has uh, actually gone up. The list in the right of the top doesn't change a lot over the years, does it? The richest man, of course, uh, continues to be Mr. Mukesh Ambani.
1: You're absolutely right when you say that the top 10 hasn't changed much over the last decade. What we've seen is that Mukesh Ambani has been there uh, at number one for each of the last 10 years. Three or four years ago, he got a scare when uh, the lip we of Sun Pharma came pretty close, uh, but he never dethroned him. Uh, having said that, you know, you've got the usual suspects. You've got Sunil Mittal's there, you've Azeem Premji is there, Shiv Nadar is there or there, Kotak's there. I mean, the usual suspects, the relative uh, ranking may change in, in different years, but otherwise the top 10 has been more or less the same.
0: Right. And, and any trends that you spotted
1: this year? So one clear trend we noticed was that you know the auto sector and auto ancillary companies have done very well in India over the last two decades. And that is one sector that uh, didn't do well last year. You had the auto slowdown that began last November and you then had auto ancillaries also derate in the beginning of this year. So any entrepreneur who ran uh, an auto ancillary company didn't do well. And so we had a couple of them who also dropped off the list. You know, Balakrishnan Industries, they make tires. Uh, Valk engineering, they make parts for two-wheelers. Both of them were off the list. That's one. Second is any business that, uh, that had a uh, leverage... Uh, in the form of pledged shares, in the sense that you've taken loans and you've then pledged your shares uh, as collateral for those loans. Those entrepreneurs didn't do well, and so you had uh, the, the most uh, the, the most sort of widely recognized example of this has been Subhash Chandra of Z, who's out of the list this year.
0: Yes, a big lesson on how fame and wealth can come and go. There are many entrepreneurs. We've been doing this podcast for about I think nine years now. They've you know been toppled over the years for a number of reasons. Uh, economy, their own businesses. And and you mentioned a few that have fallen off the list. Any big gainers uh, and, and some of those who made a comeback after maybe not appearing in the list for the last few years and then springing up?
1: So on the newcomers list, the most prominent is Baiju Ravindra who runs Baiju's, which is an online uh, learning platform. He comes at an impressive number 72 on the list uh, with 1.9 billion in wealth with Having said that, you need to re- remember that his business is not listed and so the valuation depends on all host of factors. We also have Mahindra Prasad of Pharmaceuticals. Uh, we have the uh, Manohar Dal and Madhusudan Adarwal of Khaldiran Snacks. Um, Rajesh Mehra of the Jackpot Group and Sandeep Engineer of Astral Polytechnic who makes it uh, at number 98 with 1.4 billion in wealth. Amongst the returnees, I think the most, uh, the, there are four of them and the, the, the two Infosys co-founders, Nation, uh, Shibhulal. There's Rajushroff of UPL and raj Monod of Kalpataru. Now, Rajushroff of UPL is the most interesting example because UPL is an agri company that has grown in leaps and bounds over the last five years. And he dropped out last year because uh, their stock had taken a beating on account of an acquisition that they did. But, uh, you know, it's recovered since then and he's back on the list.
0: Right, And some other highlights that you might want to cover
1: some of what can the readers, uh, listeners expect? Right. So there, there is a story on the richness that tries to explain to readers uh, why some people dropped off the list and it tries to give reasons as to why that happened. Uh, You know, it's revealing in the sense that a lot of entrepreneurs who end up taking a lot of leverage and a lot of risk realize that in time, if you can't pay your loans off, Uh, the fall can be pretty fast and rapid. And I think that was one reason why uh, a lot of the people who fell off have fallen off. And so we have a story that talks about uh, pledge shares. We have a story that that story also explains why certain sectors slowed down. And that story essentially tries to explain to readers why certain people fell off the list in the manner in which they've fallen off. That's an interesting story. Another interesting story is about, at the very end of the issue is about first offices of people and here we've got photos of those first offices that look at for instance there's marico industries that started off in masjid bandar in bombay it's it's a very congested part of town and you know in 1975 they started off there it was almost two decades Later, 1992, that they moved to a much better open-plan office in Bandra. You you also have a photo of the founders of Motilal Oswal, which is Motilal Oswal and Ramde Agarwal, in their first office, and that's a very revealing photo because that was just when they got their stockbroking license. Then there's a story of Amul and you know their first office in Anand where they used to collect milk, and then there's a story of the imami group's uh, first office in. North Kolkata, where you know you had uh, their office and you had some tenants, and they were separated through plywood partitions, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, you know, in, in getting these, in getting these images, we also spoke to the founders for what their earliest memories of those offices were and of their. <laughs> Well and so, so that's an interesting feature to read as well
0: you have some colorful photographs there for instance imami group that you mentioned it has a photo of a very rusted gate that opens into a building and and, and the text reads that the founders started out by renting 200 square feet inside a bigger room uh, of a heritage mm. building the cover illustration also looks very neat and it it's, it's hand embroidered is what uh, the index of uh, this issue says
1: when we made the cover we did a hand in embroidery and it's an impression of that that you see on the cover to the best of my knowledge
0: right and then last one there's another article that talks about how the super rich need to give more in terms of philanthropy so how are we doing in India
1: so the most prominent example of that is Azim Premji who's given a significant portion of his net wealth away and I think we have an interview with the CEO of his foundation uh, where he talks about how the rich need to be humble when they give away, et cetera, et cetera. But we've seen that Azim Premj's net wealth has dropped significantly. And as a result of that, his ranking in the richness has dropped significantly only because, uh, not because his business hasn't done well or because he's become poorer, but only because he's given away a significant portion of his net wealth. That's an interesting insight. And that's something that I would imagine other rich people would also do well to take note that you must make wealth but i think giving it away is equally important and my sense is that um just like azim Shiv shivna the jindals of uh, jsw foundation have done uh, hopefully that list will expand in the years to come
0: great i think on that uh, note uh, summer uh, we can wrap this up mm. thank you very much for your time on this one
1: you're most welcome
0: Thanks and uh, listeners, you can download this podcast on ForbesIndia.com as well as on iTunes and to have someone call you for a Forbes India subscription, message Forbes to 51818.